Welcome to the Burnout Recovery Podcast, a guiding resource dedicated to healthcare professionals on their journey to overcoming burnout. Spearheaded by Dr. Joe Braid, a certified professional coach and rehabilitation physician. This podcast offers practical strategies through expert interviews and personal resilience stories, providing invaluable tools for navigating professional challenges while prioritizing well-being. Regardless of your role in healthcare, this podcast acknowledges the toll of your work on your overall health and is committed to supporting your recovery from burnout and fostering a fulfilling, sustainable career. So, if you're ready to begin a transformative journey, join us for each new episode. Together, we'll navigate challenges, celebrate successes, and build a supportive community of healthcare professionals. Welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. This week, I am delighted to have Darcy Milne as a guest on the show. Darcy is my podcast editor and producer based in Sydney, and he has been foundational in getting this resource out every week to your ears since I launched this podcast in October 2022. Welcome, Darcy. Oh my gosh, such a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Joe. So great to have you here. So I'll just give my audience a little intro on you. So you've worked in radio since the age of 14 while at school, and then you worked at Today FM producing their breakfast shows. Then you said you went on to Nova and you produced Kate, Tim and Marty, and that was the number one show in the country. Awesome. So then... Um, Later on, you had some additional family responsibilities, you were running a side gig, and you're going to tell us more about what happened next in this episode. Oh my gosh, it sounds so busy when you run it all together. And it was, (laughs) it's been a wild journey, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, well, certainly early on, I mean, what got you started in radio at the age of 14? Oh my gosh, I had a lucky opportunity where I grew up listening to radio. It was a real companion in the house and often when studying or just at night, I would put it on. And so when it came to choosing work experience, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go to a radio station. Went to a radio station fell in love with the production side of things, and then struck a very good deal with my principal. I was not a sporty type, and so I traded sport on a Thursday afternoon to go into the local radio station instead. And it was this wonderful, ah, amazing. And it was this wonderful chance to have, I mean, very much an unpaid internship, but the skills that I learned during that process um, set me up for, for an awesome career. Wow. Wow. Fantastic from sports sessions to radio instead. So good. (laughs) So you've had a successful career with the number one radio show in Australia, and now you run a podcast company that's produced an impressive 300 podcasts. Do you want to share a bit about that journey and what it's taken to get here? Moving on from being 14 and working in a radio station, (laughs) uh, come 17 when I finished school, the next week I got a junior audio producer job at Today FM. And immediately it was walking into this environment that was really high pressure, fast pace, exciting. Um, I mean, it was my job to record people as they came into the into Sydney when they came into the radio station. So I'd find myself recording Ed Sheeran one moment, and then you're out to record with Taylor Swift, wow. and we're producing radio shows. And so, as a like 17 year old, it was starry eyed and um, an incredible, incredible first step into working life. Mm. Um, the downs, well. The downside of radio, though, <laughs> is that it's a lot of people who are working incredibly hard to meet some really incredibly 
tough deadlines. Mm. And so you have a lot of creative types, but you have a lot of people who are working on full speed. And so from an introduction to work point of view, it was you give 110%, you work your 12, 13, 14-hour days, and mm. that's just the norm. And yeah. so that's what I did. I um, stepped up from being a junior audio producer. I went and produced shows in Perth, came back to do Today FM Breakfast, which was the big deal at the time, wow. and then later found myself going to Nova where I worked with Kate Tim and Marty, and, and that was a big responsibility. I was still young in my very early 20s, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're given the responsibility of looking after a show that reaches a million and a half people each week. Wow. And so yeah. the pressure continued. Um, I ended up staying five years there before on the side I started Pro Podcast. Mm. There's an awesome opportunity to help people like yourself, people with an idea, but no idea in terms of the production space. Mm. And so now it's my absolute joy to help people develop, grow, produce, design, publish a podcast. And, yeah, we've had a really amazing run so far in terms of the different clients we get to work with. It's everyone from independent podcasters to celebrities to companies like LinkedIn and everyone in between. Mm. It's like a wonderful medium um, that brings a lot of joy, certainly to my life. Um, and my wife would chuckle. I, I don't know anything else in terms of audio <laughs> and podcasts. I yeah. Don't ask me to cook anything, but I love this space for sure. Yeah. So fascinating because, I mean, I guess I work with people in healthcare and we have a pretty laid out program of study and do a lot more mm-hmm. of that, get it studied, get yourself into med school, get through med school five yeah. or six years as that is. It's a vocational career. You know, we know where it's all laid out. Whereas for you, you've, I guess, seen these opportunities, had these opportunities. It's either been jump or, I don't know, not necessarily get left behind, but like this is what's yeah. on the table now. Are you going to take it or are you going to do something else? Oh, absolutely. Else? Do you want to jump into the deepest end of this career from the get-go yeah. or do you want to go back and delay this? And so when that opportunity is in front of you, you're like, okay, sink or swim moment for real. Yeah, you know? sure. And and sort of without necessarily having year, years of experience, I mean, you obviously had that experience since the age of 14, but not mm. quite like um, – Again, in that healthcare analogy of we have a lot of hoops to get through to to become a specialist or a general practitioner or yeah. sort of that level of the game, um, you'd be at least oh, 10 years I, in plus including medical school. Yep. I think important context too yeah. is I was really just a kid. I came from an environment where um, it was tricky growing up in a in a broken home wow. that didn't have very healthy or even safe role models yeah. to how to do life, how to manage stress, how to be effective in the professional arena. And so I certainly had the drive, just this hyper focus to yeah. make a career. Um But I was really just a kid in that environment, you know. It was this new world. I had to work it out on my own, move to Sydney on my own. And uh, you're right, different careers have stepping stones, whereas this one, suddenly you're in the mix. Um, And that has some real positives. I think it has been incredible in terms of the skill and the rate of what you learn. But it has some really downsides too. It's, um, I think it can be incredibly 
detrimental, you know, for younger producers coming up in the industry who are suddenly burdened with that huge amount of stress mm-hmm. from the very get-go. So mm-hmm. it definitely has two sides to it. Sure thing, yeah. You're alluding to this high-pressure environment, it's a high-expectation kind of zone, and also a lot of high achievers is what I'm hearing as well surrounding you. You're needing to constantly generate that new content for radio and podcasts. Would you say in yourself, Darcy, have you ever experienced burnout? And if so, please tell 100%. us. 100%. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 100%. So I'm on the right podcast. Um, I think I'm definitely still in the recovery zone, still learning how to manage that. Um, but yes, there's been some definite times in my career where the process of creating content at a high level, which I think hopefully people can relate to because it's not just unique to radio when there's higher expectations, there's your own life to manage, there is real deadlines that you might be working to, but also real impact. And that's relative. Um, I am the first to admit I'm not doing heart surgery, but the impact that I directly had on a show has a huge impact on the livelihood of everyone surrounding that show. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of responsibility. And yeah, I was in an environment where, especially with live radio, you have, uh, and particularly in breakfast shows, which I initially worked on, you have about three or four hours of content every day that you have to put out to your audience. Mm -hmm. Those ideas are only generated at 4 a.m. when everyone walks in. Um, coffee in hand, obviously, <laughs> and then suddenly you have a 6 a.m. show. That's when you go live. And so those initial two hours are probably the most intense experience you could have mm-hmm. as a creative because there's not time to think and dwell. It's you've got to do it or you're going to miss that deadline. And then as, moved in, as I moved into drive radio, um, you have to sit there then on that show and at any time, the on-air announcers can buzz through to you and say, hey, Das, I need this. And often you have about, um, and no dramatization of this, 30 to 45 seconds to go and get what they that they need. That might be a TV grab from a show. That might be a sound effect. Sometimes that was making something. Quickly edit that up, put it on their board, and then sit there in your state of anxiety again, waiting for the next moment. And so... I think those factors, as well as having a lack of understanding of my own mental health, why I thought the way I did, Mm. um, really led to these quite intense moments of burnout. What that looked like, Mm. because burnout is really a scale or a spectrum. For me, my experience was um, just being totally shattered as a human and experiencing really low lows and then going back to work and experiencing really high highs, and that's mm-hmm. an exhausting experience to go through. Mm-hmm. And then it was also, it got to a point where it was like, and I think life has a funny way of doing this, Joe. either you can get ahead of something and address the issue, mm-hmm. or if you don't, life will make you address that issue. And right. so... The the height of the burnout was I had a company that I was developing and I was trying to do that from 7 a.m. till 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. I then had a radio show that I had to contribute to from 1 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Wow. And then 
through a series of events, I took on the guardianship of my little sister who was 16 at the time Mm. and I was in a relationship. And so that became a real boiling point after Mm. kind of doing that for 12, 14 months of like something's got to give. And that's where life pulls you up and says something's got to give because the stress, the impact that had on relationships, It affected the way I showed up at work. It was just a hot mess yeah. is the best way to do it yeah. and or the best way to say it. And mm-hmm. so that was a real crisis moment, a real moment of like this is not sustainable anymore. I am burnt out. Creatively, I'm drained. And it's the disconnect between what you give to others versus what you give to yourself. And mm-hmm. I wasn't giving anything to myself. Yeah. And the result of that is absolute burnout on every level. Sure, sure, yeah. Totally hear that. I I think my listeners will be able to relate to that as well, that exhaustion, how's your productivity going in any or all of your domains in life? Certainly that sort of insularity and disconnection with others, including yourself as well, disconnecting from yourself. What, mm-hmm. what do I need in the moment? Like, is there any time for Darcy in the 24 hours of the day? <laughs> yeah. And often not. Often yeah. you're the last person, especially under this guise of helping other people. Mm. So throughout all of those things I described, you're helping clients when you're running your own business. You're helping a radio show thrive when I was performing in that arena. Um I was helping my little sister, which had to happen and yeah. I took a lot of joy in, but you're still directly helping someone above your own needs Mm. and then you want to remain a good partner and so you're prioritizing your partner because it feels good like I think it's important to call out that when you're doing that it's not like you're doing that and it's bad every time you're doing that it's serving a purpose you feel like you're either productive or contributing Mm. or excelling at your work or being good contributor in your family and so it's really easy to go oh i'll be fine a quick tiktok feed scroll for 15 minutes and jump into bed and i'll I'll be fine Mm. when um it's not (laughs) that's not sustainable and it does result in burnout So, so sort of when that juggle for 12 to 14 months had come to this either precipice or rock bottom is another way that people sort of talk about mm, things. For sure. Um, what, what sort of what came to you then or what did you choose to do then or like was there support that you sought at that stage or was it a, a case of sort of peeling off or peeling away the, the things that were on your mountain at, at that point, Darcy? Yeah, it's a great question. Rock bottom is absolutely how to describe it. And I think we've all experienced that at different times. <laughs> and yeah. I certainly had that um, at the most poignant time. That is when I felt it in that, that 12 to 14 months. The problem was through a history of, of family, really trauma, really, all of that surfaces in that moment as well in the behind the scenes. And so mm. you're dealing with a lot of emotions, a lot of heartache, a lot of pressure and an awareness. So when I met M, my now wife, it was the first time in my life that I realized, ah, oh, this isn't like healthy coping. 
this mm-hmm. isn't how life is meant to be. Um, before that, I was naive and so almost thrived because I, I wasn't aware of another way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so in those 12 to 14 months, it was also really hard to know that this isn't how it's meant to be. So you're dealing with that reality. Mm-hmm. And so I really, if there's one thing I knew in that moment or one moment of clarity, it was like I need outside help. Yeah. If the way I've been doing things are still producing the result they are, and I mean, my I was in my still early twenties at that point. Mm-hmm. I need someone who has experience with this, mm-hmm. and so that led to me seeking out a psychologist, mm-hmm. which is probably the best thing I, I did. Yeah. Um, and I went and saw one, and that kind of wasn't great and so I sought out another one which I think is really important it's not Mm. meant to be a perfect fit from the get-go yeah and then yeah so psychology played a big role and then also making the decision it was like this is decision time because I will lose out on this relationship I will um a, a great quote my wife gave me at the time is you can half-ass everything or you can full-ass one thing. <laughs> I was like, great. Yes. It's time to pick that one thing. So well Podcasting seen. filled me with so much joy. Mm. Um, full transparency. I think I overstayed in radio for the financial gain, mm-hmm. which isn't a selfish thing to do when you have a relationship in a life you're developing, um, but it is also the most soul-destroying thing in terms of that's the only gain you're getting. And so it was a moment too with the help of psychology of going, okay, I've filled up the money bucket, but I haven't filled up my personal relationships, my own bucket, what I want to give to other people creatively. Mm. And so I made the decision in that moment to step away from radio, which was really risky at the time, great salary, great success that comes with that. Um, to s- try and make it go of, of pro podcast and see what that could become mm. um, and then also take on the responsibility of looking after my sister and really giving her the care and attention she needed as she kind of went through the final stages of school. So, yeah, yeah to answer yeah. your question in a roundabout way, mm. I think what popped up was um, seeking out the support of a psychologist mm. was really important but also doing that soul searching of what is important what do you want to be remembered by? What is your legacy going to be? Yeah. And realizing if you continue the way you are continuing, you're going to get the same result. So it's time to mix that up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally hear you. Sort of the job that you're comfortable with, even if there's, you know, even if there's discomfort in showing up in that every day, but it's sort of in a way supporting you with your side gig which you really want to be your full-time yeah, gig, but it's for sure, yeah. it's the sort of, not feeder, but it it's the support, isn't it? Financially, maybe while that side gig's just working out or you're working out if you can launch it. And it's sort of sitting with that uncertainty of, okay, can I make this happen? And sort of, I think there's self-belief that's got to happen there that you knew or you had some confidence in yourself that you could close down one portal or one job there and then exactly with that quote that your wife um, said as well go (laughs) in only on well work-wise only on the side gig but then also have that extra um, focus or space for your sister who needed you then and I'm guessing also your um, 
girlfriend then or wife then and, yeah, um, and yeah. yourself too. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And doing something that and, and in that change for anyone who's like considering that because it's a real a lot of my clients are making that transition from corporate world to their own endeavors. Yeah. And um I think two things are really important. Sitting in the discomfort is really important because as humans we hate that. We do. <laughs> so we avoid we that at all costs. Sure. But in sitting in that um discomfort of how will this go? new things came up that I could never have imagined. And so I'm mm. really thankful for that. And then the other thing too is there's so much more fulfillment in my life taking a significant pay cut and doing what I do and, and have built than what I was experiencing in that workplace. And so that's really important to make sure you're filling up your individual buckets evenly creatively yeah. what you're giving yourself what you're giving to your family and then what financially you're giving yourself um yeah i think i much more enjoy those being a bit more even spread sure yeah yeah i i sort of see people wanting that fulfillment and also sustainability in their careers as well and yeah let's have an explore let's poke some holes in looking at how that could be for you and you know I, I do believe in looking at the short term sometimes, just try, trying something else out and see does that work out, does that not work out. Um, yeah, can can also be an approach to do it rather than some huge goal that seems really big, but just taking some smaller steps to um, investigate, to be curious about what um, the next version of you or the next um, life life package could look like for you yeah and it doesn't have to be all or nothing yeah. so mm. in exploring that i think curious is a really great way to approach it, it for me building pro podcast well, I was like two two and a half years before i decided to go full time mm -hmm. actually testing that but what was really important and what i think is a key takeaway is doing something little that fills your bucket up yeah mm -hmm. um makes a huge difference to what you have to continue with. And some people just ha have to continue with that, you know. Like I'm very aware that as a young white male, I had the opportunity to start a business and wasn't – I didn't have kids at the time. Like people are at different life stages and that mm. comes with different pressures and different responsibilities. And so that wasn't an advantage, but I think anyone can do something little to start balancing the seesaw of life. It yeah. can all just be work in a hectic workplace that um, just those little things make a big difference. That's it, yeah. So you've got a wonderful team around you at Pro Podcast Production. I'm often in touch with Maddie and she's super helpful in lots of regards. Can you, can you talk about some strategies you've put into place, probably possibly in the workplace to mitigate the effects of burnout, both for yourself and for your team? Yeah. So as a new manager, it's been working this out in real time. Sure. Very much um, <laughs> flying the plane and building it at the same time. But mm. so far what I've observed work really effectively, what works really effectively mm. for managing my own burnout and managing the team's capacity and bandwidth mm -hmm. First and foremost, um, being really transparent with them. Not trauma dumping, um, being transparent when life is rough, mm -hmm. when we call it as a team, 
having a mentee B, <laughs> and it's not a full blown breakdown, but you're having a mentee B day mm. where your headspace is not in the right headspace to be serving others, creating for others. Mm-hmm. And being transparent with my team has allowed them to be transparent with me. Right. Yeah. And so I'm able to meet them where they're at. And um, the team are, are now, it's not a natural thing, but the team now have that trust and a safe work environment where they can express what they need. Mm-hmm. That looks like different things for different people. Matt, our wonderful audio editor, yesterday said, hey, um, tomorrow I've got some family who are popping by unexpectedly. This is a really important thing for me and my partner. Can we have the day off? And it's not it's not being in a position where it's easy to say yes because we're a really small team and so everyone has yeah. a big impact. Mm-hmm. But it's acknowledging what is important and what is important is that Matt fills that bucket on that day. And if I can support him as a business, that's going to be huge for his mental health. And he mm-hmm. came back, um, that happened yesterday, and he came back and he's like, I'm so thankful that you were able to give me that. His mental health was in a better space. Mm-hmm. Um it just helps and not everyone is in that position to be in a small team. Some people have really awful managers. I myself have had some pretty hard ones. Mm. And so if you're not in a position to seek the support of those around you, making sure you have things in place. Um, in radio, we call things benchmarks, things mm-hmm. that reoccur um, yeah. to help with your headspace is really important. And so mm. for me, the greatest joy I have in my week is my wife, every Saturday morning, we go to Bunnings and buy a sausage sizzle and we go and park at the nearby airport and just watch the planes come in and out. And oh. we only do that for 30 minutes. Yeah. But it really helps during my week when it gets stressful. It's like, ah, I know in two days we're going to be watching the planes and everything will be okay. So. Mm-hmm. Open and honest communication, if you can have it within your workplace, is important. Otherwise, putting in the things to get support or give you a good peace of mind that then flows into your week of, ah, that thing's coming up or I'm going to go to the gym and have that release, I think is really, really important for mental health. Great. I hear that you've created uh, sort of a sense of safety and trust within yourself so that you're happy, um, you're okay with voicing to others what's going on for you. You're not only psychologically safe within yourself, so this is a concept I definitely do talk about with clients as well, but you also Mm. feel you're creating that space in your team of psychological safety and you've experienced other teams where it probably didn't feel safe at all and you're like, yeah, well, we're not going to be bringing that style of management into pro podcast production. Um, this this is my intention. This is um, what I want you guys to feel like you can come to me with, and and that really nice sort of collective. Um, we've got each other's backs kind of um, approach that you sound like you um, in, in support of your uh, staff, like Matt, who whose example you just mentioned to there. Yeah. yeah. Or Maddie has been going through a time where she needed extra support, and so. It was meeting her where she was at and letting her work from home and mm. like being flexible in that approach. And if you can't get that from your manager, certainly your colleagues can help manage yeah. that, you know, but yeah. doing that in a productive way. So 
the lesson coming over from radio into my own organization is um, whilst it can feel like you're bonding with your team when you're talking about the negative things in the workplace mm-hmm. or talking about a negative person in the workplace, mm-hmm. it's actually a false sense of bonding. And what mm-hmm. is better is actually being real and transparent with that team about where you're at, you know, and that has a greater effect. And so, yeah, it's just being mindful in that whole process, I think. But you're right, you have to, um, being psychologically safe within yourself um, is important, but I think it's important to call out that is a journey for me. That is a journey that some days I nail that and some days I don't feel like that confident, safe person to then go and share. And so, mm. yeah, you're going to have highs and lows of that for sure. Sure. It's not like a switch that we turn on. It's no. uh, <laughs> It can be a life's journey to be working on that yeah. and from maybe decades of one way of sort of behaving or having your mind, mental chatter or so forth to looking to change that and work with that. Yeah, it, it can take quite a while to, to be working on that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, let's wrap up with one final question. Um, how has your understanding and approach to mental health evolved over your career? Have you noticed a shift in the industry's attitude towards mental health? And we're actually recording this in May 2023, which I believe is Mental Health Awareness Month. So kind of timely, this might jump into your ears in June, though, I think. (laughs) So personally, absolutely a huge shift. Mm. Um, What has been happening for me is from that turbulent time till now, I still engage with a psychologist. And that has been an amazing way to understand why I think the way I think and where that came from. So often growing up in in different environments and experiencing different things, you form patterns of thinking that really served you well during that time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, growing up, it was really important to put the needs of others first to be and feel safe in my environment. Mm. And then I was often rewarded and praised, not for just being daggy tasks, but for doing things that um, garnered attention or was perceived as success. And so those things served me really well growing up because of the environment I was in. But Mm. then those patterns of thinking stayed with me into my working career. And so I was always prioritizing other people. I was always fearful about Things like when awards came up, you know, I had the pleasure of winning the Podcast Audio Producer of the Year Award, but that was a really stressful thing where I was like, this could go one way or the other. I could be seen as this great producer, or in my mind, I could be seen as a total disaster in the industry. And so the biggest shift that has happened is I'm now aware of that and in the process of learning how to catch those those things. So. It's like, oh, the inner critic for me is popping up right now. Mm -hmm. That's not me. I'm not my thoughts. And these other things will pop in. Um, But calling them out and having a bit of space between them is really helping me. And so now um, it's allowing me to meet my own needs. And so it's allowing me to put myself first in times like after 5 o'clock or on the weekend where I don't think about work. And what I'm finding, Joe, is actually when I do clock back on, I'm so much better for my clients. Yeah, right. So where you think just working hard and doing hours is productive and Mm -hmm. you think you're achieving something, I've had to learn the hard way that actually 
um, having healthy boundaries and prioritizing yourself where you can, even if that's a little thing. And for me, half an hour on the weekend, that's like a big thing in my my yeah. schedule because there's quite a lot of responsibility and, and things I've taken on. So even if it's just a sliver, it will allow you to show up better. From an industry perspective, mm. there's this huge um, tide that is turning from creatives who are now leaving radio and, and going into podcasting, yeah. which is a wonderful uh-huh. thing. And mm. I think it is reflective that unless you give people an environment that is safe, where they can express creativity as well as their humanity, um, people will not stay around for the longevity. And mm. so I'm really excited that we've established that. I hope other companies are also establishing that. And I think with mental health, now top of mind yeah. people like yourself facilitating amazing conversations like this mm-hmm. the clients you interact with the clients i get to see on all spectrums of humanity mm-hmm. there seems to be more of an awareness about mental health and so from an industry perspective if we can prioritize that i think we're, and which i think we're starting to do i think we're heading in a really cool place yeah Love that. So great to hear it. Great points about the mental health awareness. I do think that is improving and it's also a space that people are able to be more vulnerable about and also asking for help more about as well, which is, I think, one of the most important overarching messages about mental health awareness that it's okay to ask for help, whatever industry you're in. And we're also in this wonderful time where you can access these amazing minds, these amazing people. Mm. That's why I love podcasting. You know, this morning I I actually put on one of your episodes and in 15 minutes suddenly I'm like, yes, it's top of mind again for me and you're able to start thinking in that way. And so if you've got a 15-minute commute or walk, popping a podcast on can make a huge difference. It's similar to radio and it's different to radio because you've got that choice if you want to laser in and listen into a specific show on this kind of topic here. And and I love that choice yeah. that you can have um, through a whole range of podcasts from multiple people that are putting them on all around the world. It's not overwhelming, but it's a great choice <laughs> <laughs> shop, isn't it? Of An amazing community. Yeah. yeah amazing right. community of forming around these shows, which mm. is lovely to see. Lovely to see. Yeah, that's great. Well, Darcy, that's all my questions for today. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the Burnout Recovery Podcast. I know your wisdom and your insights from years in the radio, podcast and broadcasting game will help those in it and also those curious about getting into it. It's such a great medium that's definitely not going away. And as we've talked about before, it's really popular here in Australia. Thank you also for editing this episode. (laughs) Tell my audience where they can find out more about your podcast production business, please. Yeah. I mean, if you have an idea and you need some help to bring that to live, propodcast.com.au is the place to go. We love working with individuals on firstly refining that message, creating the high quality content, and then actually getting that to the right audience. It's those three things that in podcasting, either make it or break it. So I love sharing this crazy journey with people and I hope that they benefit from it. Absolutely. It's been a great interview today and thanks so much, Darcy. See you again. Amazing. Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If there's someone in your world who would also benefit from this, please share it with them. 
Remember, you're not alone and there is hope for a brighter, more fulfilling future. Let's continue this journey together one episode at a time. For more resources, including how to move from dread to delight, head to drjoebraid.com.